want to live a high vibe life with radiant energy levels, juicy sexual vitality, and have great success manifesting abundance in your life. Welcome to the Sexual Kung Fu Podcast, where we dive deep into sexual mastery and how to use sexual energy to magnetize your ideal life. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well. Good to see you guys. And uh, I'm uh, running a little behind today. Well, more behind than usual. (laughs) I was uh, hanging out with a friend, uh, Taylor Johnson. Some of you may know him. He's a really cool guy, fellow sexual kung fu adept uh lives here in Asheville. you know he teaches the male sexual practice as well we do very similar work he's a really cool guy um anyways we were out in my hot tub having some deep conversation and uh <laughs> sat in there for like an hour which just absolutely cooked got way too hot anyways i know it was this interesting experience of of uh i first met taylor back in 2016 we we both studied with michael Wynn at a retreat and uh since then i've seen you know i've obviously gone on to do my work he's I saw him kind of build his business, his, his, his social media around very similar practice as well. And honestly, I started to feel this, this bit of like competition or like, oh man, is he, this like sense of like self inadequacy came up like, oh, is he going to do better than me? Is he going to be a better teacher than me? You know? And it's just seeing that. And we, we were talking about this, how we both kind of felt this, like almost some sort of like competition towards each other and how stupid that is because it's like, you know, uh, if we can, rather than trying to like push each other away or like, you know, push someone else down and say, no, I'm better. It's like, what if we like come together, collaborate and understand that like, I think this kind of goes for anything. Like we, we can be stronger if we work together and share with everyone. There's, you know, uh, there's plenty to go around. Right. So anyways, we were just talking about this. Also just remind me of the, the need for men to be able to like talk to each other about things, to be vulnerable with each other about things. Our tendency is to like shove everything inside and say, no, I'm not feeling that I'm tough and strong. I don't feel anything. Uh, but actually the most, the, I think the very, the most powerful masculine work is when we can connect, collaborate with each other and like share what we're feeling, be open and vulnerable to each other, you know? And, and that's a big thing that, uh, I, you know, something I really love to be hosting my, my course specifically multi-orgasmic man, because there's a men's group within the course, a community within that where, you know, we meet for calls. We, we talk in a, a our own private group that we have and it's a space where men can open up and share about the things that they're going through. Um, because there's often a tendency to be like embarrassed or feel like ashamed of like some experience you're having like, Oh, I'm still watching porn. I feel ashamed about that. Or I'm still experiencing premature ejaculation. And then you open up and talk to this group of men about it. And you realize everyone's going through the same thing as you. There's nothing to be ashamed of. They don't judge you for it. They're happy that you share what you're going through and we all learn from it. Right? So that's the healthy kind of, dynamic of coming together as men in a brotherhood. And that's why I love doing this work because it brings men into a space where we can share these things and be vulnerable and speak from our hearts. So yeah, opening with that. And uh, today I'm going to be talking about how to orgasm without ejaculating. I know what you've all been waiting for. So let's get into it. So first of all, I know some of you are new. So why might a man want to learn how to orgasm without ejaculating? Well, what happens after you ejaculate? What, how do you feel before you ejaculate, before after you ejaculate? Before you're, I, mean, I just made a reel on this on Instagram. Some of you have seen it and I'm going to post on YouTube soon as well. But basically, you know, just kind of making fun of this. But before you're pumped up, 
you're energized, you're horny, you're, ah, your energy is at an all-time high level, super alive, super vibrant, just, ah, oh, you're so charged up with that arousal. And then you ejaculate and you often feel a bit deflated after that. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like a feeling that you've lost something. Your energy levels decline a bit, your hormones change. A lot of men just want to like roll over and fall asleep. They don't want to engage with the world after having an ejaculation. If you're happy experiencing that every time you have sex or self-pleasure, and for some men, this is like every day, you know, that's fine. If you enjoy feeling like deflated and fatigued after sex, I know it's a big, uh, it's a big stress relief for some people, but too much of this actually depletes you, you know, according to, I mean, according to my experience and a lot of Eastern traditions talk about this depleting our life force, excessive ejaculation. When you can learn to separate orgasm from ejaculation and have non-ejaculatory orgasms, you never have to experience a refractory period, at least not with the true non-ejaculatory orgasms. I'll get more into that. Uh, therefore, you can, you, can la you can have sex for as long as you want. You can have orgasm after orgasm. And so this, this really helps in some ways kind of shorten the sexual gap between men and women because a lot of men tend to ejaculate very quickly. And their partner isn't satisfied and the men themselves actually aren't that satisfied. They don't realize that they, they had a very, you know, limited experience of sex. So learning to have non-ejaculatory orgasms, you don't have to ejaculate every time you have sex. You can have sex for much longer, experience immensely much more pleasure from it. And you actually feel charged up at the end of this. And again, there's no refractory period. You can go again afterwards if you want. You don't have to wait five minutes or an hour or five days for your sex drive to come back. You have much more energy. Your hormones are stronger, more testosterone when you're not ejaculating frequently. And overall, you're, you're, you just feel better. This is the whole thing is a lot of men don't realize when they're running into depletion, fatigue, adrenal fatigue, a lot of these things, sometimes it's coming from their sexual habits, too much ejaculation. They're shooting their water every time they're, they're throwing out their reservoir of energy and life force. And so when you start experiencing non-ejaculatory orgasms, it completely changes the dynamic, not just of sex itself, but of your entire life. You have more energy. You have orgasms that generate energy and you feel, you know, super high and awake and creative and driven afterwards. So the rest of your day, you go out into the world and you're like confident, you're, you're filled up with energy instead of just kind of being a, a zombie with baggy eyes every day. So you have more creative creativity, more confidence, more desire, higher libido. Your partner is often more satisfied as well, which, you know, can improve your relationship together. You feel more connected with them because it no longer becomes about you trying to like, this is, this is the common dynamic men have is they're just kind of plowing through sex just to get to this ejaculatory orgasm, which lasts five to 10 seconds. And then it's over. It's a waste. It's, it's a very fleeting thing that you can never really get enough. And you, uh, you want more and you have to wait. And then it's again, five second spasming orgasm. It's over. So this really changes the whole dynamic of sex away from this kind of wounded porn conditioned. I need to just like rush through sex, actually not notice anything that's, that's really happening in my body. Just ejaculate quickly. Instead of that experience, max maximized pleasure, maximized intimacy and connection, both with yourself and with your partner and just heightened experience of, of sex, 
a heightened experience of orgasm. You can get into full body states of orgasm that are incredible. And so basically it's a whole, it, it makes sex much more satisfying. You have more energy, more confidence, more, more joy, joy, more happiness, more fulfillment in your life. So it's kind of the difference between being depleted and being filled up. So that, that's kind of the why a man might want to have orgasms without ejaculating. Now, let me talk about, first of all, before I get into how to do this, let me talk about the most common ways, kind of the myths around the male non-ejaculatory orgasm. The common myth is basically the like, the squeeze and hold method. <laughs> the This is what most people are teaching when they're talking about non-ejaculatory orgasms, which is how to hit the point of ejaculation basically. And then you have to stop and like squeeze your pelvic floor muscles, you know, squeeze all these muscles and try to hold in the semen to have this like a, a five to 10 second genital orgasm without ejaculation. Yes, that's a method. It works okay. Most of the time it actually just leads to retrograde ejaculation, which is where the semen's emptying into your bladder. You still lose your erection, have a refractory period. It often doesn't feel as draining, but it's still basically just an ejaculatory orgasm. So it's pointless. The true non-ejaculatory orgasm does not involve hitting the point of no return. You prevent hitting it entirely. So that's the myth is like you have to strengthen your pelvic floor, do all these Kegels, and then you hit pelvic floor, squeeze and hold for dear life, you know, ah, and try to have this, this dry orgasm, which isn't that enjoyable when you're like squeezing and tensing everything up. So that's what a lot of people are talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. This is kind of the myth. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something else entirely. Now let's get into this. So basically think of it as, you know, when you're building up into an orgasm, what does that feel like? That building, that excitement's building, that pressure, that feeling of like, ooh, electricity in the genitals. And it, it's kind of in the belly too, right? Noticing that buildup happening towards ejaculation. And once it hits the maximum point, it triggers the spasming of the prostate, which pumps out the semen. Ejaculation. This happens because all of that arousal and excitement and pressure is, it's localized. It's, it's based in the genital region around the prostate and all the nerves in that area. When you can start to move that pressure, move that, that buildup upwards from there into, you know, first of all, just into the belly, into the rest of the body, spreading it to the nerves of the other body, it changes your experience of orgasm you start to feel pleasure in your entire body. You start to feel this buildup, oh, in your belly. You feel it in your heart. And instead of going off the edge into this ejaculatory spasming experience, you build up into this full body, subtle, initially subtle, but it becomes very intense. This, this, this vibration, this pulsation in your entire body, the nerves are firing with orgasm. Your, your energy body's pulsating with this orgasmic feeling. That's what I'm talking about. So it's a redirection. It, it's basically rather than like using force and like trying to like stop the ejaculation from happening by squeezing everything and holding it in that area, you get a really weak like genital orgasm that way. That's fine. If you're happy with that, that's great. But there's much more than that. And, it's, and it doesn't rely tensing up and squeezing and having to like stop and all these things. Basically, it's using them. The first thing is deep breathing, relaxing. You'll notice that you start to tense up your pelvic floor, tense up your belly. This will always push you towards ejaculatory orgasm. When you can stay relaxed, and this may require, you know, lessening the stimulation a bit, at least when you're learning how to do this, 
lessen stimulation a bit to stay relaxed. Keep breathing deeply. Ah, make some sound, make a vibration, and allow that energy, that that arousal, that orgasmic juiciness to spread using your mind. You can use your mind to help guide it up, but you spread it through your body. So instead of, again, instead of venturing this way towards tension buildup in the pelvic floor region, then that releases an ejaculation, you go this other direction entirely of, of a relaxing, allowing energy to build up in your body. And you start to get in this whole different experience of orgasm. Now, I will say that this is going to be, there's a bit of a learning curve here for men, obviously. Um, so the best things to practice, first of all, are getting familiar with your arousal level, like noticing how close to ejaculating you are. And this is also a bit of a, it's a tension level as well, because the scale of one to 10 towards ejaculatory orgasm usually between, you know, eight to 10, you're starting to squeeze your pelvic floor. You'll, you'll feel this once you become sensitive to it. Like, oh yeah, I'm starting to squeeze my pelvic floor. That's pushing you towards ejaculation. So by relaxing the pelvic floor, breathing deeply, you stay beneath that, you know, 10, because once you hit the 10, ejaculation is inevitable. Peak orgasm, an outward energy flow is inevitable. So you want to keep this internal building of energy. So getting sensitive to where you're at on the arousal level, you want to hover around a, a seven or an eight. Um, also just body sensitivity, learning to be more in your body. You know, we spend so much time staring at a screen that we're very disconnected from our bodies in our heads all day. So take some time every day to get in your body. It could be anything, you know, just shaking your body, doing breath work, uh, playing a sport, going to the gym, working out yoga, meditation, Qigong kind of takes us to the next level, but anything that gets you in your body, helps you relax and, you know, balance your nervous system is going to be a very helpful foundation for this. And then, you know, the practice for men. So on a very practical level here, what I recommend that you do to learn this is work with self-stimulation. If you want to, you know, it, because it's, it's more exciting, there's more arousal and excitement with you when you're with a partner, then you know, just by yourself. So practice by yourself first to get to know how your own arousal works. So, so stimulate yourself, focusing on breathing deeply, noticing how you tend to tense up and relax. And instead of, you know, just focusing completely on like fantasy, sexual imagery, I definitely don't recommend using porn. Maybe use a bit of fantasy just to get yourself aroused. Not a big deal. But then once you are aroused, keep your attention on your body, on your breath, Noticing when you're starting to tense up and stay relaxed and see basically how deep into levels of pleasure and arousal you can get while staying completely relaxed, especially in the belly region. And you'll feel that orgasm start to build up in your belly. And from there, it builds and it builds. So there's going to be, you know, it's, it's a bit more of a subtle experience of orgasm initially, but when you get good at this, it becomes very profound and intense. Ah, thank you. Some some dandelion tea here. Oh, it's hot. Oh, it's very hot. <laughs> um, where was I? Whew. Okay. So that's it. You breathe. You can also use the mind, you know, sweep the mind from the genitals into the belly, into the body to move that arousal. Keep breathing deeply. Don't think of like pushing yourself over an edge. Think of just staying where you're at noticing how good the pleasure you are feeling feels and relax more into that, relax more into that, breathe into that and let it spread. Take some practice.
but you know, it's, it's fun to practice. And I'll just share an experience I had with this, you know, one of my recent experiences with this, I was having a sexual experience and I, I, the pleasure was becoming very intense. And I, I noticed the, like the build towards, towards the area of ejaculation. And I was like, okay, my, my, my basically was like, okay, what do I do at this point? Right. And instead of kind of like tensing up or trying to like really intensely draw the energy up, which works as well, but it can kind of change the quality of what you're feeling. I simply relaxed. It was like, I just totally relaxed my mind, totally relaxed my body. And just, it was like, okay, instead of like worrying about the ejaculation, trying to like tense up or something to, to bypass it, I just totally let go. Just like, whatever, I'm not attached, completely let go. And it, this orgasm just like, oh, shot up into my belly. And it was just like, Oh, and I don't know how else to describe it than that, but yeah, it was just like this butterflies, intense, deep orgasmic feeling up in my belly. It felt really nice. So rather than like, so, so, so there's often like just this letting go, not pushing over to ejaculation, but also not being too like afraid of like, uh Oh, am I going to ejaculate? If you just like totally release, relax and feel what's happening, you know, it's very powerful. One other thing. So, so again, that's kind of, you know, work with that, practice that. If you guys want a bit of a, uh, a shortcut and some other, you know, a helpful guide through this, I just opened up a new course. Uh, it's more of a entry level course. I will say in that it's, it's just a very, very practical, concise course for everything you need to experience non-ejaculatory orgasms and overcome premature ejaculation. Um, and I, I've just opened early registration for this course. You get it for hundred dollars off. There's a link in this YouTube video in the description. There's a link in my Instagram bio. Um, it's the male sexual mastery course. And again, it's this, this is different from the multi-orgasmic man course. I would say it's, it's, it's more, uh, it's, it's again, it's kind of an entry level course. It's more towards like beginner type people. Uh, if you're just new to this, you just want to learn how to have non-ejaculatory orgasms, overcome premature ejaculation have an enhanced sexual experience. It's a really, really great course to do that. I shared uh, basically different techniques of circulating sexual energy through the, through the body, releasing tension patterns around the pelvic floor that are causing premature ejaculation and weak erections, uh, how to breathe during sex, some advanced arousal control techniques. I teach all this in the course and also like practices to help you how to connect with your body in like self-love, how to overcome this addiction to ejaculatory orgasm, and open up to these more subtle full body orgasms, all that's in the course, male sexual mastery. Again, uh, early registration right now, hundred dollars off. Check out the link in my Instagram bio link on this YouTube video. And, uh, yeah, with that, I'm going to get into some questions. So I see lots of questions already. Feel free to send in your type up your questions. Okay. Yunas Parvez says, hi from Scotland. Love your videos on Qigong. Just getting started on this journey. Any books you would recommend? Well, as far as Qigong, Qigong is an amazing practice. It's a big part of the sexual Kung Fu system. Um, my favorite book on Qigong is called The Way of Energy by Lam Cam, Lam Cam Twin. The Way of Energy Lamb Cam Twin. Just type in the way of energy. You'll find it. Um, it's a phenomenal book. Another good one is opening the energy gates of your body by Bruce Francis. 
And a really great book on sexual Kung Fu is uh, Taoist Secrets of Love, Cultivating Male Sexual Energy by Montauk Chi and Michael Wynn. And I say this a lot, but the practices in that book are a bit outdated, more of the like forceful tension type practices, but overall the book is really great. Jep, Jep Jensen says, how long will it take to learn? So learning to orgasm without ejaculating, uh, it's going to be different for everyone. I'm not going to throw out a time frame because, you know, for some men, they learn it right away. Like the first time they practice, they'll experience it. For some men, it takes months. Don't worry too much about it because the, it's 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 about the process. It's about the journey rather than like, oh, suddenly you're right at this, right at the space and everything's perfect. Um, it's a process. It's a process of rediscovering your your body. You spent years and years, maybe a lifetime, creating these sexual habits and and these these ways of how your body experiences sex and orgasm. So it can take a bit of time to uh, change those change those habits. But you know. It's a, it's a very enjoyable process. It's a process of learning to love yourself, reconnect with your body, develop self-love, and immense levels of pleasure. Tobias says, your content is awesome. Thank you, Tobias. Thomas Mitchell says, hey, Jonathan, I remember one of the guys in the Multi-Orgasmic Man Q&A a few weeks ago mentioning the bundle referring to your masterclass series. Okay, yeah, my masterclass series. Is there a discounted price in buying all of them? I'm interested in all of them, hesitating to buy Yes, there is a package where you get all of them for it's you, you save quite a bit. I think it's like 50% off of what you would spend uh, buying them all separately. So yes, there's a bundle on my website uh, where you can get them all. And that's the masterclass bundle. All right, let's let's cool down the super hot dandelion root tea. Oh yeah, that's better. Lucius, what's up, Lucius? It says, hey boss, you said that the lower dantian feels like a radioactive beehive when it activates. So does it feel like something building upon nervous system and it comes out of it or something entirely different, like feeling not coming from out of nervous system? Uh, I'm not exactly sure what you mean. First of all, the dantian is completely different. You know, it's, it's not real. I mean, maybe it's related in some way, but it's not a physical thing at all. It's completely energetic. It's, it shares physical space with the, the intestines, you know, part of the spine, maybe the, the vagus nerve, some other things, but it's an energetic phenomenon. It's, if you cut someone open, you won't find a Dantian. It's completely energetic, but as far as the feeling of it, um, does it feel like something building upon the nervous system and coming out of it? The feeling of the Dantian when you're starting to activate it, I know for some of you, this is like, what is he even talking about? The Dantian is the energy center in the belly. I have a video on YouTube called Dantian Breathing, where you learn how to build your Dantian. It's, it's basically this empty space at first, but you start to fill it with chi and jing. And it, it, it becomes this energetic battery. It becomes a storage space for your chi, where it becomes refined. It becomes pressurized as you build it, and it opens up the channel system, the energy channels. It, you pressurize the Dantian by building chi in it, and it, it pressurizes open the channel system and you feel a chi like never before but everyone it will feel a bit different to everyone when they're building it there's kind of the classical you know the the taoist alchemy classics talk about it being the cauldron because it literally feels like this bubbling cooking pot of something in your belly often when you're doing some of the, the practices uh for some people it will feel just like they'll feel heat or warmth some people will feel like cold some people will feel tingles like electricity like an effervescence like a bubbling uh, you may feel like a cramping or just like this, just kind of a vibration or just like a heightened sense of something there. It'll feel different for everyone, but those are all good signs that you're, you're, you're on it. It becomes a very tangible and like 
very obvious thing. But it takes some work to get there. <clears throat> Jack Erickson says, is moving sexual energy during sex something that will happen naturally once you get to a certain level? Level. Literally just bought the new course. Awesome, Jack. Uh, so basically, I, I would say the potential is definitely there for it. I will say that it becomes easier and easier for you to move sexual energy through your body during sex as your practice increases. Like for me, um, so it, it just depends. Like for example, for me, when I'm when I'm having sex, there's often times where I'm just like, I'm very relaxed and I just kind of have my mind just absorbed into my body, like just feeling my whole body. And naturally I feel the energy flowing through my body. Sometimes I have to give it a bit of direction. Um, mostly I just kind of like guide my mind, you know, just sweep the mind through the orbit or whatever, whatever channel I want to work with, maybe just to an organ or something. And the, the sexual energy moves there. So the more you practice all this stuff, yeah, it's the better you get at very effortlessly. That's kind of the highest level of practice. You just use your mind, energy moves just like that. Ego killer says, hi, Jonathan, do you know anything about how living with only one testicle affects sexual health? Can someone with one testicle live a sex life equal to someone who still has both? I'm not 100% sure on this. I haven't experienced this myself, but um, I mean, so, so what I've heard about this is that basically only having one, it can reduce your testosterone, your sperm production, things like this. But, you know, um, there's probably steps you can take, you know, staying strong in your, your sexual Kung Fu practice, your lifestyle, all these things to maximize that one testicles production output basically. Right. So I'm not 100% sure on this, but I think that, you know, you can do things to, to really maximize with what you have. Jack Erickson says, would you recommend training with a fleshlight? Um, it's, it's up to you. You know, it can be a, a, a good training tool. I will say, um, it can kind of go either way for some men. Yeah. It it's, it's a bit, it's a bit more of a realistic stimulation, but at the same time, they can be very lifeless and synthetic and rubbery and just actually too stimulating for the like frenulum area of the penis. So uh, they, they can be overstimulating and it can be a good training tool at the same time. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of up to you. Just don't get too like attached to it. Plant-based devices. Have you seen the mention of sexual Kung Fu on Love is Blind season three? Uh, I've been hearing about this. Apparently it's been a trending. I mean, I get these notifications that like sexual Kung Fu is, it's, it's trending and people searching, searching for it because someone talked about it on this, this reality show or whatever. Um, yeah, it's great. I haven't watched the show personally, but you know, it's good. People are talking about it. I've been doing this since 2017, baby. Well, I've been practicing since 2013, but been sharing through social media since 
Okay. Uh, Giotto's brush says prostate massage, how and when? Well, you can easily Google search on how to do a prostate massage. Basically, it's, you know, uh, the prostate's about an inch or two up the butthole for a man. Uh, the best thing to do is probably use a like a tool, like a, a prostate massager. There's tools designed for this. Use one of those. The Aneros, A-N-E-R-O-S, is really, really great for this um, because using your finger will get pretty uncomfortable. But, uh, yeah, for prostate health in general, it's good to do, you know, a few times a week, whatever. It also is really helpful for releasing pelvic floor tension. Tobias says, you gave me some info in past videos about stress and negative emotions, which were really helpful for me. Could you give an update on that? And if you would still focus on the movements slash making sounds. Um, I'm not exactly sure the whole context of this. Um, like what you mean by update? So maybe just a bit more like context on what your question is here. Roz Christafari says it takes time to switch habits and build a new track. So it matters how much you have practiced edging or regular meditation and or been in control of other body or natural cycles in life. Yeah. So just in, like any skill, you know, something that uh, people who have a background in like yoga and meditation or Qigong, these things often progress with this work quick, more quickly, you know, for, for, for me, Qigong is an indispensable tool. It's like in multi-orgasm man, it's a huge part of the process is Qigong practice because they really open up the energy body, open up the channels, really kind of balance your nervous system and, and develop this strong body awareness. And it just really, really accelerates your process of working with sexual energy. <clears throat> Jack Erickson says, how do you learn to hold high levels of sexual energy and arousal? Well, it comes down to uh, having a good container for that. First of all, having a really balanced nervous system, the more you can stay parasympathetic, calm, grounded, the more you'll be able to handle arousal. So if you're like really stressed out on edge all the time, you will have, you will have a more difficult time with this. Um, this is why also practicing Qigong meditation breath work is, is a kind of indispensable from the sexual Kung Fu work because it, it upgrades your nervous system and specifically your energy channels. The more, the more space you have in your body, the more your energy channels are open and the energy is able to freely move through them. The more of a pathway you have developed between your genitals and the rest of your body, the, the basically the more space you have to hold all this arousal and orgasm. Big man Tate says, hi, Jonathan, can you speak about retrograde ejaculation and how to stop doing it? I think I'm on the right track, but I still don't have mastery of these practices. Well, if you're going, if you're hitting the point of no return, then you're going too far. If you don't want to have a retrograde ejaculation, don't go over the edge. There's often this misunderstanding where like the, these sexual Kung Fu practices, like, like the power lock, the, the big draw, drawing the energy up, that it's something you do once you hit the point of no return. If you've hit that point, You've gone too far. The whole thing is you prevent hitting that in the first place. You're constantly drawing the energy through the body. As I mentioned earlier, you're going in a whole different direction. You're not going to like 9.9 .9 and then doing the practice. You're doing them the whole time so that you stay at like a seven or an eight. It's not the, the, the non-ejaculatory orgasm I'm talking about. There's no conjunct, not necessarily conjunction with that. 
and hitting the point in a return where you have an ejaculatory type of orgasm. You're going in a different direction entirely. So don't hit the point in a return. Stay beneath it. Stay relaxed and circulate the energy through your body. Govern Minds says, okay, what's your view on blue balls? Sometimes without stimulating, just with being my partner, I get blue balls. So blue balls happens when you're super aroused. All this excitement, nervous system energy builds up in the genitals and it gets stuck there. It causes like inflammation and swelling and it's uncomfortable. Uh, to prevent this, you know, doing, first of all, there's often a conjunction with this and pelvic floor tension as well. Like you're squeezing your, your pelvic floor a lot. Like you're having, like when you're becoming aroused, you start to squeeze like a Kegel type engagement. And that often causes blue balls. And the other thing is learning to circulate your arousal, circulate your sexual energy through sexual Kung Fu practices, orgasmic breathing, testicle breathing. Uh, it keeps the energy circulating. doesn't get overly built up in the genitals. I've made a video on this on YouTube where I talk about it more in depth. Just look up sexual Kung Fu blue balls. Okay. Food solution says, what about for women? Is it essentially the same practice of relaxation prior to going over the edge? Well, it depends. The, the, for women, it's, it's a very different dynamic for men. The whole thing is kind of over, uh, not exactly overriding, but not hitting ejaculation, separating orgasm from ejaculating for women orgasms, you know, and I, I have to, you know, can only say this from an external viewpoint, having, never had the experience of what it's like to be a woman having orgasms, but for women, it's, uh, they, orgasms aren't quite as depleting for women in, in the way that they are for men, because men are losing semen. Women don't like, uh, release gene the way that men do through orgasms, but like the clitoral orgasm can be a bit more of the peak orgasm, a bit draining. So focusing more on the experience of, you know, awakening the G spot, the cervical orgasm, these deeper internal orgasms, because those tend to send the energy upwards in the body, but women can also do the practice of, of just breathing that arousal and that sexual energy through your entire body, awakening it, awakening the whole body, getting to this full body state of orgasm. So less clitoral focus and more of the like deeper internal, uh, uh the, the sacred spots, the hot spots within the yoni. Alexander is asking, are regular Kegels really that bad? I'm unsure if I've got weak and tight pelvic floor. Uh, well, if your pelvic floor is tight, it's probably not weak because it's the pelvic floor is a complex thing. Um, and the whole thing is that Kegels only emphasize a few of the pelvic floor muscles. It's a group of 18 muscles or so. And generally people don't have a weak pelvic floor if they do a moderate amount of exercise. If you, if you walk, you know, if you have if you exercise your core, your glutes, your thighs, um, all of these connect to the pelvic floor. And by strengthening these things, it's a bit more of a, uh, of a, 
exercising them in tandem with the surrounding muscle groups, which is how they're meant to function. They're not really meant to function as a standalone thing. And so doing Kegels easily risks creating hypertension, especially because most people just aren't very aware of what's happening as part of your body. So, you know, if you're experiencing premature ejaculation um, and weak erections, it's probably more likely that you have a hypertense pelvic floor. And if, but if you like are experiencing like incontinence or something, then that's a sign that, you know, your pelvic floor is weak. Roz Christafari says, I find if I'm at risk to cause too much tension, mind drifts or ill-focused, then it's not worth the risk and to wait and only practice when feeling in control and well-balanced on the whole of things. Yeah, I mean, that's not, you know, in, in regards to like sex and sexual cultivation, it's not a bad idea just to do it when you feel, you know, imbalanced. And that's that's why there's so much, like uh, so much of the sexual Kung Fu work is just day-to-day -day practices of keeping yourself balanced, keeping your mind calm, keeping your nervous system balanced with all these different practices. Um, and that keeps you more in this kind of state of homeostasis, right? To where you're in the zone much more. And like, you know, if you are feeling tense or stressed or your mind's wandering, it's good to like do something to kind of ground yourself, doing some Qigong, going for a walk, getting a massage, whatever will help you kind of bring, bring it back in. Hador Kiss says, I think you also have potential to grow organs like testes and kidneys by semen retention, especially during this 11-11 energetic period. If someone's regrowing their organs, I would love to hear about it. Um, I, I remember reading somewhere that there was this kid who lost an arm or something. And because he had like observed, I think like starfish or something to where they lose a limb, they just grow it back. He had observed them do this. And he believed that it was possible for people to do it as well. No one told him otherwise. And he literally like regrew a limb. I don't know if that is true. I read it somewhere, you know, we can't believe everything we read, but maybe there's something to it. I don't know where, where's belief. And anyways, I don't know where I'm going with that, but hey, yeah, if, if anyone's regrowing their organs, I would love to hear about that. Sean Sanford says, do you have an ejaculation control course that I can pay for? Yes. Uh, my new course I just released called Male Sexual Mastery, going to ejaculation control, non-ejaculatory orgasms. Uh, go to my link, Instagram bio. There's a link to that. $100 off right now, early registration. There's a link in my YouTube description. Jeff Jensen says, how long should you retain? Depends on your age, your health, everything. Um, for most guys in this modern world, I would say most men should go at least a week between ejaculations. Um, but I don't think there's much benefit to going more than like six weeks or so. Uh, my own experience and a lot of the kind of the studies and things I've seen support that the ideal period is about a month or so, two weeks to a month, depending on your age, your health, if you're actually doing like, you know, the circulation practice and things like that. Big Man Tate says, how do we deal with negative stigma around prostate stimulation? So many men I know are afraid of it making them gay, but I don't think it should be such a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's a common thing. Um, 
the whole there's so much <laughs> there's so much shame and you know homophobia and things around this area of the body my stance on it is like it's a part of the male anatomy it's it's literally part of what makes you a man so to be like afraid or like you know uh, completely disconnected from it is actually making you less of a man that's how i feel about it you know obviously not everyone else feels that way there's so much conditioning and shame and guilt around stupid shit like this but you know it's like you can't really convince anyone else of anything you can just share your feelings on the matter you know what i mean getting some good rain here it's been raining all day here in nashville it's nice yin water chi Ross Crystal Tantra says best mental and physical effective techniques for preventing blue balls as though mostly during the actual Tantra as a bit. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the question is there through the actual Tantra cycle. The best techniques for preventing blue balls are anything that's circulating the energy out of your genitals. The techniques I use for this are the orgasmic breathing, also known as testicle breathing, uh, and the power lock practices where you're drawing the, you know, it's, it's a certain, look up my video I teach the basic one on YouTube, Power Lock. I go more into depth in this in my courses, but uh, you're using these practices to draw the sexual energy up. You want to keep it. And also avoid tensing up the, the pelvic floor. If you're doing like squeezing Kegel type stuff during sex, that really um, increases your chance of blue balls. Once I stopped the like tension-based practice, squeezing the pelvic floor during sex, I never, I basically never experienced blue balls again. <clears throat> Steph Love says, is male sexual mastery of the course worth it for someone dealing with premature ejaculation? Yes, that is a huge focal point of the course. How often would you edge per week and how much time per session? So um, here's the thing about edging is that I don't really like using the word edging because it implies being like right on the edge of something completely. Um, if you're, if when you're practicing self-stimulation, if you're dealing with premature ejaculation and you're like putting yourself at like, right on the edge of ejaculation constantly, you're programming your body to be there right on the edge constantly throughout sex, which means you're going to probably ejaculate very quickly or have a hard time not ejaculating at least. Uh, so a better practice is learning to sustain, uh, slow down the, the raising of your arousal by breathing, relaxation, slowing down the stimulation if you need to. So staying beneath like even 70% towards, you know, uh, the point of ejaculation, stay below 70% for like 10 minutes, program your system to stay at that lower level. And then don't go above, you know, 70% of that way there, stay at that level, at least for like, you know, a month or so in your sessions, doing that for like 20 minutes, do that a few times a week. And that's a good practice to do. Uh, Asher Crawford says, how do you know what to work on? Like, do you know, how, do you have a diagnostic flow? I'm not exactly sure what you're referencing there. Like in my, okay. Like there's so many facets to the practice. How do we know what is weak and where to start? Well, that's why I, you know, have these like structured courses because it's like a to B start to finish you there's guide there's guided practices there's routines that you follow the schedules like literally like getting like a custom workout plan you get a schedule that you follow every single day and uh you always know what you're working on so yeah because there's there's some basic principles to this uh, developing in the sexual practices i know there's a, lot, there's a lot of practices that can seem complex but it's actually really quite simple when you understand it 
yeah, the, the most beneficial thing is to take the course on it because it's, it's, again, it's, it's organized from start to finish, like what you need to be working on every day or, you know, three times a week, whatever time you have. Jack Erickson says, what are your favorite Qigong movements? This is an interesting question. Uh, people often ask me this, but the thing is, I had this belief for a while too, of like, oh, there must be like the most powerful Qigong movement. Like this form must be better than this form. But the form, the actual like form, what you're doing here, that's the external. The principle, it all comes from the internal. The internal is engaging your mind and your body in a certain way, being able to sink your chi, being able to link your whole system together, developing the dantian, activating a connection between your palm and your dantian, which pulls the chi through your system. Without these things, you know, the relaxation, the guiding of the, you know, the focus of the mind in a certain way, without these things, you can just, you're just waving your arms around, you know, you might as well be like, you know, I don't know, doing aerobic exercise, you know what I mean? You're not going to get the same chi benefit. So, Qigong begins the internal. That's why, you know, kind of the entry point into Qigong is the Zhang standing. You learn how to stand, hold a structure in a certain way while sinking the qi. It starts to open and pressurize your qi, open up your channel system. And then you hold that same engagement while you're doing movements. This is, you know, that's what makes the Qigong powerful. Then from there, it doesn't really matter what movement you're doing because you're getting lit up and pulling massive amounts of this tangible, thick energy through your system. It takes a bit of practice to get there, though. Having said that, my personal Qigong movement, uh, favorite movements are, I mean, it varies. I'm doing a lot of Tai Chi and like Xingyi Bagua, which I would consider just like advanced forms of Qigong. They're kind of the internal martial arts, but they're just like super pressurized the Qi. I also love primordial Qigong form, which I teach uh, in my primordial alchemy class on my website. But favorite Qigong movements. I like the deeper pulsing a lot. It's it's kind of like the Tai Chi opening movement, but you're shifting weight side to side. I like the walking Qigong. I teach it on my YouTube as the leg charging Qigong or something like that. Yeah. But my favorite is just Zhan Zhuang, just holding. That's where you get the most Qi from. Because without that, it's just an empty form. All right. I ranted on that long enough. I know some of you are like, what the hell is this guy smoking? <laughs> Jesse says, are you, after years of practicing, able to have sex without consciously focusing on implementing tantric techniques? How long did, okay, well, this is the whole thing is the techniques are training tools to develop a certain quality in your mind and your, your, what you're really developing is presence. You're developing presence and your mind being calm and your energy channel system being open. So, uh, so yeah, there comes a point where you, you transcend the technique and you're just kind of in the the quality that it's built into your body. And that just becomes natural. And it's, it's so for example, like moving sexual energy from the genitals, to the rest of the body, it doesn't really feel like a technique to me anymore because it's just like a, it, it, any more than like the way you're having sex, you could say is a technique you're moving in a certain way, but it just becomes a habit. You don't think about it anymore. You don't think about when you're riding a bike down the street, using a certain technique because it's ingrained into your mind and body. You're just doing the thing. That's what it's more like is like the technique, so to speak, it just becomes a quality that's ingrained into your being and you don't really have to think about it anymore. And maybe there's a time where it's getting extra hot or it's exciting, or maybe I, you know, didn't sleep well the night before and I'm, I have to be a little more in my game. 
and I have to like, you know, take a few more steps or techniques we'll say. Right. But, uh, so it's not like you ever leave behind the practice, but it just becomes natural for what you're doing because you've changed from this experience, this habituated experience of sex into this kind of greater habituated experience of sex, if that makes sense. Mikey Barron says, how do you progress when you're by yourself? That's one of the best times to practice. You know, I made significant progress when I was single when I was basically in like the celibate period for almost two years, uh, because there wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't as many distractions in my life. So I could really focus on the stuff and it's the best time because you're connecting with your own body. You get to know how your arousal works. You get to know how to circulate the energy through your body. And then you implement it with a partner. Sometimes there's more of a learning curve there, but you make, you can make significant progress just by yourself. And it's really the best time to start learning it, honestly. Jong Jong is asking Qigong or Taoism. I'm not sure what the question is there. What about your other course? You mean the Multi-Orgasm Man course? Yeah. So Multi-Orgasm Man is, is another course. It's much more in depth than my, you know. So again, just to kind of clarify things. The new course I created, I created it with the intention of more of like an entry level course, a, a more basic kind of stripped down fundamental course on sexual Kung Fu. Whereas Multi-Orgasm Man is, it's very comprehensive. It's 12 week course. It incorporates, you know, uh, Qigong, meditation, breath work. It's, it's fully preparing your body to go into the highest levels of, of sexual Kung Fu ability. And it's very advanced and it's, it's an intensive course. There's a lot of stuff in there for sure. And the new course I consider is like an introductory course. Maybe you're not quite ready to go that in depth into it yet. Like for people who just don't have, uh, you know, every day, if they don't, if you only have like, you know, a few days a week to practice this, or you're just kind of venturing into the stuff, the new course, Male Sexual Mastery, is more of a good, it's a good beginning point of like the very basic, uh, you know, fundamentals of sexual Kung Fu. And then from there, you can progress to Multigasic Man and, and go even deeper into the system. Or maybe that course is, you know, all you, all you want is to like have some better sex, overcome premature ejaculation. That's great. So, you know, hopefully that clarifies a little bit the difference there. Jack Erickson says, is this your primary source of income? Yes, teaching sexual Kung Fu is my primary source of income and has been for uh, about four years now. And it wasn't really something I had planned on. It just naturally unfolded for me before I was doing freelance uh, soundtrack music composition. Nathan Carosa says, what is the best thing that helped you elevate your practice? Well, uh, that's a difficult question to answer as far as like one specific thing, because, you know, this is a very, my practice has become very in depth and there's a lot of factors to it. But 
one thing that comes to mind right now is a balance between intention and uh, kind of allowance of things to happen. Let me explain this a bit more. So there's a tendency in, you know, the internal practices, Nagong, Qigong, all this stuff, uh, the meditative practices, specifically like around guiding energy, where there's often a tendency to like kind of force the energy. Like, okay, I got to like, like a lot of, a lot of, uh, not to, not to put anyone down, but like a lot of the, like the tantric practice and like, you know, some of the earlier stuff I learned, it's very forceful. Like you got to squeeze all these muscles and you got to like shove the energy up the spine. You got to just fucking shove it. It's very forceful. And that can lead to energy stagnation over time. I experienced this myself. Too much intent, too much, too much like direction, too much like got to force the energy in this way. So finding a balance between that, that ye, that intention of guiding the chi and, and also just being able to like keep the mind relaxed, not over the force energy, more of like think of guiding energy rather than like I'm shoving this energy up my spine. Um, that's, that's a subtle thing that gets deeper and deeper with practice too, of like allowing it to happen, just, you know, uh, observing what's happening in the body and allowing that to open up versus forcing things to happen. For example, recently my meditation practice or my, you know, my sitting kind of Nagong practice, um, I've been doing the most, some of the most simple practices. One's called inner dissolving where basically you, you know, get into a very, very deep kind of like theta, deep meditative state, breaths, nice and sunk, uh, inner smile, just, just really open inner space, really quiet, you know, spend like, I'll spend like 10, 15 minutes just like getting into this deep state relaxing the mind. And then I just bring my mind to a part of the body that feels like tense or like maybe it's been painful. There's like, you know, obviously some kind of blockage there. And I simply hold my mind in that space and not like trying to make anything happen. I just, Oh, just bring my awareness in that space and hold it there. And it spontaneously starts to change. Often it like opens up and I feel that like blockage point move somewhere else. Like the other day I was just feeling my shoulder blade. I had this like really tight kind of painful spot in my shoulder blade. So I was just sitting there because I've been sitting there for a while and I just wrap my mind into that point, just hold it there gently. And all of a sudden I feel it like it just releases, totally just releases, no more discomfort. And all of a sudden I feel it in my shoulder up here. So I bring my mind there and I'm just feeling it. And then it just like, whoa, just dissolves. And all of a sudden my Don Tien like felt like an engine, like a spaceship about to take off. It's just like, like vibrating. I felt like I was, I felt my core channels, my left and right thrusting channel, the Chong might open up like this massive sense of space left and right sides. And then it felt like I was about like this Don Tien was like an engine about to like blast off. Like I was about to have this crazy full body orgasm. It was, it was a really interesting experience. And all that came about by me just sitting there relaxing, holding my mind in a, in a point that felt a bit tense. And of course I have, you know, 13 years of meditation experience, which kind of led to these types of experiences. But my point being, um, there's, there's times where I'm like trying to like move the orbit, move the orbit, move all this energy. And, and it just kind of like scatters my energy with too much force versus like allowing things to happen. But sometimes too much allowance, too much yin, you get a bit stagnant. So it's like finding the balance between that, like guiding the energy, making things happen. And then just sitting there in receptivity, allowing things to happen. So, uh, Hopefully that's a good answer to that question, <laughs> but it's all a process. You know, I'm still learning more of, of the internal arts. <clears throat> Ash says, do you ever do in-person workshops? Yes, I've done a couple and uh, I'm planning on doing a lot more next year in 2023 because that's the real work, meeting up in person, doing the going deep.
Vin Powell says edging can lower the quality of sperm. Uh, I don't necessarily think so, no. Area muscle of 11 says thoughts on no, not November. Uh, I don't know. I think it's great that there's like uh, kind of something that, build, that people are like, okay, no, no, November, I'm, I'm going to practice senior retention. But the thing is a lot of people get into this for the wrong reasons. And then they just, you know, they just do it for the month of November and then they go back to their old habits. So like making this a lifestyle versus like kind of, oh, this is trending thing. I'm going to jump on for a month and then oh, back to porn, destroy your dick December. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and it's, uh, and at its core, I, I see the like benefit in this, like, yeah, more men are becoming aware of this, but the whole thing is like, what I uh, just, you know, my thoughts on like the semen retention community in the world that we're in, there's, often a lack of consciousness around how the sexual energy works and like what is actually like a holistic, what's coming from a holistic place of actually working with your sexual energy, integrating it into your being, channel it in, in channeling it into your life. And what is just like suppressing your sexual energy and doing it for just because you want to hit a number and tell people, yeah, I went 90 days without ejaculating, thinking that you're going to like, you know, people are going to like you more. You're being a people pleaser, right? You're, you're doing it for your ego. You're doing it to impress other people versus doing it because, yeah, I legitimately want to improve my life. I want to have more energy, more creativity. I want to have better quality of, of sexual pleasure. And, you know, make, basically having a good reason for doing it. I mean, I made a video on this recently on YouTube, but having a good reason for doing it and making it a lifestyle versus something that, you know, you do for one month. Jack Erickson says, I heard you say last week in your live stream that some people have strong chi, even if they are losing their sexual energy every day. Can you elaborate on this? It confused me. So the basic idea of what I'm saying here is everyone has a different constitution. We were all born with different resources, we will say. Some people are born with an amazing, you know, maybe their genetics, the astrological alignment, whatever it is, you know, they cook just for enough time in the, their mom's womb, whatever. Um, they come out with a very strong constitution and basically they can get away with wasting their energy more. Where like some people are, they're born very weak and feeble and they have a lot of illnesses and, and problems throughout their entire life. So everyone's born with a different energetic constitution. And think of it as like, you're born with a certain amount of money in your bank account. Some people are, some people are born with a billion dollars. Some people are born with, you know, $20,000. Um, and so some people, some men can, you know, drink Jack Daniels every night, ejaculate recklessly and still be pretty healthy in their older age. You know, there, there's people who would be a hundred who are like smoking cigarettes and eating McDonald's. And there's some people who are doing that for like two weeks and it almost kills them. You know what I mean? So the basic idea is that we all have different energetic constitution. We have different levels of, you know, elemental constitution, uh, you know, strong kidney energy, weak energy, whatever. So we have to do what we can with what we have and invest in building that back up too. So basically, yeah, some people can uh, waste their gene for a lot longer, get away with it longer. Some people can't, you know, it is what it is. Seashell says, can women do the same? I'm not sure what it is the same that you're asking can women do. But there is a, uh, there's 
you know, female practices of sexual Kung Fu as well. Ash says, how did you get started? Who was your influencer, a mentor, or just found it yourself? Uh, for this work of sexual Kung Fu, I first read, uh, well, actually, you know, I learned a bit about Tantra, but didn't learn enough to like go very far with it. And then I found Mon Montauk Chia's book, Multi-Orgasmic Man, when I was, well, I was like 22 or something. And then I studied with Michael Wynn. I studied with many other teachers. Yeah, that's how I got started with all this. Oh, lose my Instagram feed. Jack Erickson says, that sounds like a lot of athletes. Michael Jordan would stay up all night gambling and drinking, smoking. Yeah, a lot of athletes just like naturally had strong constitutions or some of them die young because they trash their bodies through, you know, excessive training. Okay, guys on Instagram, my feed got cut off in an hour, so I lost all the questions you guys typed in there. Um, but again, my new course, Male Sexual Mastery, is open now. Regist early registration, save $100 when you sign up right now. Uh, find a link to that on the description of this YouTube video. Find a link in my Instagram bio. It's a complete guide to uh, learning to have non-ejaculatory orgasms, overcoming premature ejaculation, just having much more sexual pleasure, confidence, and creativity in your life. Okay, guys. Thanks for joining. It's been good. Thanks, everyone. Um, take care, and I'll see you next time. Have a good weekend. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Sexual Kung Fu Podcast. Make sure you grab my free ejaculation control guide in the description and follow Sexual Kung Fu on Instagram and YouTube.